It's happy hour from Central City, New Orleans. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just four of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans, and you'll get to hear some live music as well at the end of the show. You might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. We're live today at the lovely Casa Borrega. How do you like that, how I said that? First time I've ever said it right. We're on Aretha Castle Haley Boulevard in Central City, New Orleans. Casa Borrega is going to be open any day now. It hasn't opened yet. Go to Facebook if you've got a moment. You don't need to spend the next 60 minutes listening attentively to every word we say on this thing. Go to Facebook right now and like Casa Borrega. They're going to be open in a couple of weeks, and you're going to want to come here if you're in New Orleans. If you're visiting New Orleans, you need to come and see it for yourself. My guests today are on Happy Hour Sean O'Brien, who is not an Irish rugby player, but a New Orleans interior designer with a design studio on Magazine Street. And in another shocking revelation, Sean is not a man, but a woman. Correct. <laughs> you probably really, knew that. Very you probably convincing. knew that. Very convincing, man. Sean O'Brien is a New Orleans native who has been an advertising executive, a real You're estate Sean. agent, and besides, Sorry. yes, she's Sean. That's the Sean over here, the, wo- that would be the blonde woman. I was confused right. by your eye contact with him. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry, He was not, not really a no, man. I'm sorry. That's, that's he, a whole different matter. He really is a man. That's Michael. I'll get to him in a minute. Sorry. Okay, now that's fine. It's fine. Shall I start the whole thing over again? It's <laughs> happy hour. <laughs> Sean's a New Orleans native has been an advertising executive, a real estate agent, and besides her interior design clients, has a house renovation business and is active in civic organizations, including City Parks, Botanical Gardens, and the New Orleans Museum of Art. Sean likes to hole up in bed with a good book, drink wine, and pig out at fabulous restaurants. This sounds like, who <laughs> wrote this? This sounds like something from Match.com or something. <laughs> I lifted it from my Match.com. <laughs> yeah. What's your Smart name on Match.com? Smart girl. Are you really? <laughs> I'm not on there anymore, but I was. That's How long were you on Smart girl. I've been off and on. You've <laughs> been off and on Match.com? I've been on a few different times. Yeah, always a smart girl. Always smart girl. Are you the only smart girl on Match.com? I think there are a few other smart girls. I, I, my hope was that I would run off some of the stupid people. <laughs> ah, so but you it didn't work. It didn't? No, it didn't intimidate you, anybody at you all. You met a lot of stupid guys? There are a lot of stupid guys. Out there. there, not here. A lot of right. stupid Surprising guys. I'll introduce you to some nice guys right here. <laughs> Sitting right next to you is Michael Glaviano, who's a writer, a stand-up comedian, and he's a member of an improv comedy troupe at the New Movement Theatre called Browse. Is that right? B-R-O-W-S? That's or? right. That's a funny word to choose to call improv <laughs> troop. I didn't I like choose it. it, but I like Looks it. Looks like brows would have an E on the yeah. end, doesn't it? It's like eyebrows. It's Plural of brows. Who knows? Eyebrows. It's, it's who knows? You well, you ought it. to know. Oh uh, No, I don't. It's it's one of those things where um, it sounds like a good idea when you're so all sitting <laughs> together. Yes. After you've been drinking like wine. Improv, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How many times <laughs> in your life have you said that it sounded like a good idea at the time? Um <laughs> Not as many as I plan on. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's you, not over yet? No, not yet. Are you single? What? Nope. No. No. Are you married? I come up. No. Okay. I'm, I'm in between. You're out. in between those. Uh, I'm just, yeah. Nice girl. I'm way too old. But I'm, maybe I'm swingle. It was like, <laughs> swingle. That's another interesting <laughs> d- d- denomination. New Orleans term. Michael is actually a poet, you know, and as a poet, he's been nominated for the prestigious Pushcart Prize. And at the other end of the spectrum, check this out, he's the reigning New Orleans champion of competitive erotic fan fiction. That's right. Awesome. Oh. Mm-hmm. Jesus, well, this is an intimidating That's from my match.com profile. <laughs> okay. Hot. We'll have to get onto that in a moment. Michael Glaviano is assistant editor of the Ono magazine, and this fall, and this is impressive, he'll be a Truman Capote fellow in fiction at the Isle Writers Workshop, which is a very big deal indeed. Congratulations. Thank you very much. How'd you pull that off? Uh, I don't know, but I'm not going to question it. Nothing to do with your improv career. No. Quite a long way. So you're an interesting character. What star sign are you? Just talking of Uh, Aries, actually. Aries. What are you, Sean? I'm a Leo. Is that good? Anyone know? I have no idea. I have no idea. No? I'm sorry. Joel? I'm a Capricorn, just in case you're curious. Okay, Joel. This is Joel Farrelly, who's also a freelance writer, focusing on film criticism, screenwriting. That's funny. You're a film critic and a screenwriter. Yeah. I'd say you could write a a screenplay. A role. Yeah. (laughs) Write a screenplay and then decimate it. Gotta do what you gotta do. Internet list humor. What the heck is that? Internet list humor. It means I'm a broke dreamer. And, uh, Bro- what, is inter- the what does it really? What does it actually mean? Internet list humor. Uh, basically, I'm a freelance writer on the internets, which I work as an editor for uh, Crack.com. Oh. Sometimes um, they'll throw me bones when I need fifty dollars here or there to pay the light bill. Uh, I, also God, I wish I had a fifty dollar light bill. Is that all you like? Fifty bucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a very you don't use the stingy man. Much, a mo- yeah. minimalist. I don't require a lot of power. But uh, basically, yeah, I worked for uh, Cracked, working on the Agents of Cracked. It's an award-winning series. They had a third season, 
Sorry, I, uh, I'm really bad at intros. No, <laughs> gonna, I've got this whole um, thing that they've written for me, so shall I just say it? Uh, no, please don't. I'll, don't. I'll, I'll, well, I, it goes on. I'll, I'll be a man good. of mystery. No, no, go it ahead. It says that you also work on esoteric, nerd-based editorials and scripting Skip sequential book. art, otherwise known as comic books. <laughs> That's nice. Joel is a web filmmaker. We knew that, whose work has appeared on crack.com, as you uh, said. And the internet comedy gold standard, Funny or Die. That's impressive, too. Hmm. Jeez, this is a very um, uh, I'm not so impressive. I thought you started off. I think this whole outfit here is <laughs> impressive God. today. Joel's newest <laughs> web series, The Super Fun Adventures of Airy Glenn, is currently in production. It's the story of two 20-something males who get transformed into Smurf-like creatures called sprinkles that have no genitals <laughs> and chase butterflies all day. Why did you have to drag butterflies into it? Like well, it's really their, it's their own fault. Um, I'm sorry. I lean way too much when I talk, apparently. Uh, why did I have to drag butterflies into it? Because they get away with way too much crap. Butterflies. Butterflies. Yeah. It's a stupid name to start off with. Well, why right. did they have no genitals? Because they're like Smurfs. This sounds like childhood they, trauma. They actually, <laughs> I don't want to reveal too many spoilers. They do have genitals, but it. Um, they do. It's well, in their. The whole they now. reproduce by hugging. They're a children's uh, character, like children's show, like Smurfs yeah. or Fraggle Rock, something like that. When you say reproduce, what does that mean? Oh, uh, when they when they hug, yeah. that's how they reproduce. They procreate. Are you, are you suggesting that that's not how? Everyone? Normal people. Uh, <laughs> well, you see, when a man and woman really love each other and they decide to make a baby, uh, they see, hug. They That's start what my with hugging. Told right. Me. You're right. What is I, I, the yeah, level they here? There for maturity? You can say anything. You can cool. hug a person. All right. You can, so I dig around earlier. With you can recreate childbirth if you want to. <laughs> So when they actually reproduce, is what I'm saying. Is it asexual reproduction? I mean, no, no. Does they it, it requires does the baby come out of the a non-existent gender to reproduce. But what they do is they, when a man and a woman sprinkle really love each other, yes. they yes. will make a commitment and hug. And a few oh, months a later, a, a young sprinkle will come out. And what happens is inadvertently is that the two main characters, who are human to start off with, Whoa. get turned into sprinkles. Are we we okay? Pop what happens I pop. Well, there we go. Oh, you hit it. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm, not, I'm trying to stay at the right level for this. Okay, keep going. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> what happens is, is one of the main characters he gets excited. Uh, they avoid near death, and he hugs one of the sprinkle female sprinkles, and she freaks out, retracting as if she should been raped, which technically she has, and that's how he learns the uh, the funny esoteric uh, dynamics of their civilization. The sprinkles. This culture. sounds great, and is it, <laughs> it's not uh, available yet. You still I really it. feel like I'm selling it poorly. No, um, actually, it was our plan B. We had an original idea called Damnation, which was going to be the first sitcom to take place in hell, since Sammy Davis Jr. tried it uh, on ABC <laughs> in like uh, 1960-something. No joke, I looked it up. Uh, it was called Damnation. It was basically like a modern-day Dante and Virgil who get trapped in outer hell. Um, have to work at a sandwich shop there. It's kind of like normal life. It looks a lot like Metairie, Louisiana. Yeah, hell uh, does. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, that pitch is not going to fly because what? Adult Swim just picked up a different hell-related sitcom. Oh, bummer. The first one made since Sammy Davis ah, Jr. Sucks. So if someone else is making a show set in hell, you don't want to compete with them. Exactly. You don't want well, to be the other guys making the show set in hell. We were pitching to the same network, ironically. Ah, yeah. They God, were how often than does that happen? That must happen all the time. People have the same sort of idea at the same time. Yeah, we're except, all pitching the same well. Except for Michaela, oh. who is still someone who I'm yet to introduce. <laughs> Michaela is Are a singer-songwriter. What's up? So Michaela is a singer-songwriter who's our music guest today. Her music is described as neo-soul pop. But Michaela's original music is far more interesting than these labels convey. It's better described <laughs> as a sexy, sultral, sultry, <laughs> cynical, intelligent, and at times unsettling force of nature. My oh my. How about that? <laughs> I did not write that. It's, <laughs> it's a good description, though, isn't it? I'll you should put that up on I your can, website. Michaela's first self-titled EP was recorded in Madison, Wisconsin, which she left behind for the warmer and musically welcoming environment of New Orleans. Good choice. Here in New Orleans, Michaela writes and performs every day, sometimes on the banks of the Mississippi River, on the streets in the French Quarter or in downtown bars. What are you doing on the banks of the Mississippi River? Um, well, so I went to college in Madison, Wisconsin, which I miss dearly, but I don't quite miss the snow as much. Um, <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I just got home from Wisconsin. Oh, yeah, where at? I took my son to see a school in uh, Milwaukee. Oh, very cool. Cool. Cold. It was sleeting. It oh yeah, sucked. sounds about right. Sounds snow about right. sounds awesome. I've never it seen it. Never seen snow. I saw it once when it uh, stayed on the ground here for like thirty minutes a couple years ago. I don't I think remember snow counts. Oh uh, right, no, it doesn't. Exactly. I've seen it on TV and in the movie films, but yeah. never 
in real life. You're young. Are you from Wisconsin, Michaela? No, I'm uh, actually from, I was born in D.C., lived there for a little bit, and moved to Bethesda, Maryland, and then some kind of popping all over the country. Mm-hmm. They're all cold, these places. Yep, yeah, not here, and I love no, it. So you finally it. figured it out. <laughs> I f- figured it out. I don't know why out. anyone wants to live in the cold. Well, Ooh. you know, you, you acclimate. It's not too bad after a while. You just it's a shopping up. opportunity. You yeah. get to buy all new clothes. Oh, yeah. well, that's a good point. So what made you move to New Orleans? <laughs> Music. Uh, I was actually deciding between Nashville, Austin, and New Orleans. I've been to New Orleans a handful of times before, but right before, I, I think it was in the end of July, I visited each city by myself and kind of just, I knew one musician in Nashville, and I didn't know anyone in Austin, and I had been here before. And then I just realized, I mean, the other cities are great, but they don't have the, the you don't have community. To say that. And the, no, but they are. Oh, they, they are. are. Okay. They're, oh. they're great I in their you own just ways. Being <laughs> no, no, I, I did enjoy them Austin a lot. Um, but they don't have the the brass and the culture and the right. love. I mean, I'm sure that people love their cities there, but it's. I mean, the people here are just love their city. You, I, I can't even explain it. It's, they are it's, one of a kind. Yeah, yeah. really, it's yeah. it's really inspiring. It's Where great. were you in New Orleans the minute you decided to move here? Um, well, it was kind of in the back of my head when I was visiting the other cities because I was kind of comparing them to New Orleans. Um, so I think the moment that I knew I was going to move here, I was actually in Austin because that was the last place that I visited um, at a coffee shop. I was actually writing music and I was like, this is awesome. But And, and Austin's a lot like Madison, but bigger. I, Texas, I guess. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, it's, it's something, you know, I wanted something different and New Orleans is different than anywhere I've ever been in the entire world before. And Did so, you know anybody here? Um, yeah, actually, uh, when my best friend from like middle school lives here. Uh, it was so it, it, I mean, I didn't move here for people, but she was just the cherry on top. So, <laughs> and it, it's nice to move somewhere. I mean, I didn't really play into anything. I didn't move here because I knew people or anything. But it's nice to always have somebody that can help you out, especially in New Orleans, where if you don't know anyone or anything, it could be quite dangerous. Right. right. <laughs> Did you have a music career before you moved here? Were you playing around? Um, yeah. Well, I mean, you made a CP, obviously. Yeah. Um, well, I made that in Madison, Wisconsin. I started writing when I was uh, maybe 15. Uh, I wrote piano mostly. I took piano lessons since I was maybe, I don't remember, seven or eight. Um, I've been singing my entire life. Uh, my mom told me that I sang before I spoke which i don't know i don't remember it so i don't know if i believe it but i trust her doesn't sound but, uh, <laughs> it doesn't sound believable at all does it <laughs> you've got two kids. Didn't well i have a video i actually have a video of me playing the piano before i could reach the keys i think it was like around four and i just saw this this year and my dad said oh do you want to play one of yours and i was like oh okay and i'm pretty sure i was just like pounding on the keys randomly at four yeah you were writing songs at four, like Mozart. Well, I, thought I, I thought I was writing songs. They were, n- they were nothing like We Mozart. have a prodigy <laughs> in our midst. Yeah. I'm pretty impressed. A force of nature, indeed. <laughs> well, come on. Do you want to play something then? I'd love to Right now? It. Yeah, yeah, come sure. on. Take it. Listen to Rock this. You're going to be... You're gonna be do it on this mic? Yeah, it'll sound yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you going to play? Look at this. So, so you have a ukulele. It looks like a yeah. Hawaiian. It's a, a Luna ukulele. I got it actually in the middle of West yeah, Virginia. Nowhere. But yeah, it's great. I like it a lot. Can you hear it? Can you hear the ukulele? Yeah. Yep. What mm-hmm. song are you going to play? This is called The Beginning. I actually wrote that. This was one of the first ones that I wrote on ukulele that I actually showed people. I wrote it when I was in college in Madison. But I wrote the lyrics when I was... It's kind of a more stream of consciousness lyric kind of thing but and wrote the music later to it. Um, I like but, that. I like lyrically driven music. Well, thank you. I, ca- I call my genre neo-soul pop. Cool. Um, that I can talk about for hours, so we won't get into it, but uh, this is what it sounds like. It's called The Beginning. Let me show you the real me, the things underneath that people don't see. Let's connect at another level And reflect about these clever expositions we're creating And how it's simply complicating my mind Like a child who hasn't gotten fed With any kind of helpful knowledge yet Of the reality of ups and downs And all the clowns who only want to fuck around Are you ready for life? 
for your shit to get real Full of obstacles of altitudes too high to see past clearly Are you ready for life, for the world to see You unlock the potential of your mind with me Under everything, there is the same thing Throughout all the world, emotions aren't changing Emotions are a constant, but we don't understand them Trying to plan perfect maps of human brain scans But in the end, the problem isn't matched Instead of fashion, we should crave compassion I've spun a reel of my life over and over Through exasperation of the brain waves I'm making in this last heated day, and I'm trying to realize what real life will be like. I'm trying to speak, but I can't get the beat right. No, 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 no. And are you ready for life? For your shit to get real, full of obstacles of altitude, too high to see past clearly. Are you ready for life, for the world to see? You unlock the potential of your mind with me. Oh, are you ready for life, for this to get real, full of obstacles of altitude, too high to see past clearly? Are you ready for life, for the world to see? You unlock the potential of your mind with me. Wow. Well, <laughs> okay. I feel like a judge on the voice. I'm turning my chair around for you. <laughs> Why don't we just can the rest of the show and yeah. just make you play it? Oh, my God, that my, is oh my. shocking, isn't it? Thanks for making Whoa. us follow that, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are you supposed to say after that? I think you've got 40 fans, definitely. Wow, Michaela. Thank you. Really I think we all turned our chairs around for you. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, it's pretty amazing to sit around this little tiny table and watch someone just pick up that thing and just start doing that. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a definitely new perspective <laughs> on a musician. Just like, oh, hey. Wow, I know. I've never gotten to sit that close to like actual like real rocking out. That was awesome. <laughs> it's kind of cool because, I mean, being like five foot two, <laughs> like a happy-go-lucky little girl. Right. People are like, oh, you want to sing? And I'll just like get up on stage and they're like, wait, what? <laughs> it just got real. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a sort of a love song, but it's an intellectual love song. Yeah, well, you know, it. I, I wrote it. It's the only song that I wrote all at once, really. Um, I was sitting down. My mom lives in West Virginia now. She has a little river behind her house. And I literally just took a float and my notebook and just went and wrote for like an hour and then came back. I didn't write the music until a couple months later because I just I like to write things and put them away for a little bit and then come back when I'm not going to work. Distance, yeah, right. yeah. So you start with yeah. the lyrics. Not oh, it's so I don't. I was never. I never took a class on how to write music really. So I, I change it up every time. Right. All it of makes my songs sense with that song. I mean, it sounds like a lyrically driven song, which I love. Yeah. I mean, you know. I had a tear in my eye. Michael, you're you're a poet. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the same exact uh, experience as writing poetry, as writing lyrics to a song, except you need to learn to play the ukulele now. Right. right. That's that is then the big lacuna in my life. Maybe you could partner up with <laughs> yeah. Michaela. Oh, there you <laughs> go. I actually did. I I played at a coffee shop uptown yesterday night, and it was right after a poetry reading. And I, I haven't sat in on a lot of those. Um, but it's so interesting to me because with poetry, I think a lot of people who don't listen to it or really look into it realize is that you you have to have so much control of your voice and you have to know everything that you're doing. And you, you really, I mean, it's more, you know, emotional than really thought out, but you have to kind of think, you have oh, to be they, in they control They put a lot of, of thought, but it's just, when it's done right, it doesn't sound, there's a lot of right. thought, right? Right, right, no, mean, exactly. Yeah. That's with music too, but. Uh, right, exactly. They, they, but with poetry, the syllables are your music. Yeah. The sounds of each, how, as a poet, I'm sure you can attest that. I'm a bad poet. I just <laughs> yeah. have to study it. No, totally. So, Do you yeah. write poetry, Joel? Uh, when I was forced to. Only I've done <laughs> Limerick. Uh, no, well, that's that's the uh, cheap source of, I am pretty deep in the rap game as J-pop. <laughs> oh, do it. Uh, Wait, are you, 
are you are you really? Because I I'm um, deep in the beat making game. Really? Yeah. Cool. This is a match made in heaven. Yeah. Shit, I decorate uh, houses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yo, you're cool deep in the yeah. house decorating game. Right. Deep into the house <laughs> decorating <laughs> game, and when our our career jumps off, yeah, and off, I like it to not look studied. I like it to look like it just happened. <laughs> so yeah. I yeah, you're right, Joe. Once you guys get serious, then they can get you. Yeah, you're gonna be famous, and I'm coming to do your house. All right, I'll take it. I think Michaela's got the biggest chance of being famous. Oh yeah, for sure. As far as we know, we haven't got, we haven't got around the table totally. Well, you know, screenwriters they can make tons of money. Poets That's don't often, but you mm-hmm. never know. You no, never know. The, you could the be the, no, the <sighs> poet laureate. I, I don't know if that pays. It, well, Maya Angelou is 85, I think, this week or today or tomorrow. She's doing all right. So I've got plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Well, I was thinking <laughs> right. that she's probably going to die soon. Oh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't think it's a lifelong space. appointment. That would be pretty gruesome if you had the same mm-hmm. the same poet laureate, if it was like a, a, a Supreme Court justice kind of situation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I was getting a Maya Angelou kind of vibe off yeah. of you, to be honest. <laughs> well, thank you. That's very sweet. So how did you start writing poetry? That's a strange thing to start with uh, um, I don't know I just uh, just took some creative I mean just took some creative writing classes in high school and college and did you make A's in English uh, almost to the exclusion of A's in every other subject yeah I feel you on that one yeah. did you go to NOCA no, no, no. I went to a school called Louisiana School for Math, Science, and the Arts. It's, okay. it's a boarding uh, yeah, school it's boarding in central school Louisiana. In yeah. Okay. Is that where you public. grew up? That's where no, no, no. I grew up here, actually. I grew, okay. I grew up in Why Metairie. didn't you go to NOCA? Um, because I wasn't in... Uh, the district of the In Orleans Okay, Parish. I got you, got you. Yeah. And actually, that's not true at all. I don't think you'd need to be in, in Orleans Not Parish. anymore. Yeah. Well, not, not for a while now, but I don't know how old you yeah, are. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm, t- I'm 23, and He's I think... A child. I went to Brother Martin for 8th, 9th, and 10th grade, and they weren't super hot on us doing NOCA so it was basically like oh right. well you can schedule your day where you just have no free periods and then like the end of your day you can go to NOCA which is like well if I can right. if I could just end my day then I'm right. just going to do that you know? <laughs> exactly so, if so. you listen to this from out of town NOCA is in the Orleans Center for the Creative Arts yep. it's, yeah, a, sorry. Great it's an arts thing. high school but you can't actually do other subjects well I think you can now yeah, they've changed it. It's a real school now. You, you can, can go there yeah, full time. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, a recent student. development. Yeah, but when you guys were there, they were still it was, you had to do regular classes like English and math and so on at your regular high school right. and go there for the afternoon exactly. or something. It was awesome. It was totally worth it. So you did that, Joel. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I left Holy Cross. They had the same problem. Mm-hmm. The whole block schedule. You can't go to no good, whatever. So I went, left and went, went to Grace King and yeah. uh, went to no good. A lot of my friends did that. And it was fun, but it was rigorous because they grade by like A, B, C, get out. You know? yeah. <laughs> they're, they're really tough. Uh, but I loved it. I mean, it taught me so much. Like, that was what I was forced pretty much at gunpoint to do poetry and it forced you to look at language in a completely <clears throat> different way and you know, and you, I'm really bad at it, but I can admire a good poet for like how they can take all, all the words, the economy of just like so many words, eight, nine, ten words, and tell this story, paint this mm. picture that'll move you. You know, and it's impressive. Do you have po- your po- any poems here to recite? To <sighs> no, I, I actually haven't written po- poetry in a long time. It was. Uh, oh, you haven't? No, I did it. I did it all through undergrad. I mean, I have like a couple of manuscripts that I kick around, um, but mostly I've been working on fiction uh, okay. and comedy. Lots of comedy. Okay, cool. Oh, really? Yeah. What's sort of com- what does that mean? Comedy like short stories or a novel? Or oh no no, no. Uh, comedy as in like stand up comedy. Oh, stand up yeah. comedy. Yeah. So another broke dreamer. Yeah, right, awesome. exactly, exactly. So you've moved on from being a poet to a stand up comedian. I wouldn't say that so much, but it's definitely on the back burner. Um, because what uh, is the link between poetry and stand up? Ooh, I, I actually have an answer for this. Uh, because you prepared. No, no I didn't. <laughs> I didn't prepare at all. So but I've prepared answers. I didn't prepare for us. shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was no. driving here and I was talking to somebody on the phone and I was like, I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea where this is. <laughs> I have no idea what they'll ask. Twenty percent chance of getting robbed. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna rob us, right? Just What's trying. that? You're not gonna rob us, right? Rob you, right? I hadn't thought of it, but it's not a bad idea, right? Because you could just mm. ambush us. Mm. You should. I guess we lost the doors here. There's nobody here. Yeah. 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 We're like tethered yeah. to the table. Wow, what a fun. She could beat you with her ukulele. No, I would never do that. You're right. You shouldn't. To the ukulele. Or So, Michael, you have to tell us the answer. What's the link between poetry and stand-up comedy? The more I got, like, I started doing a lot of readings in undergrad. Like, I was very involved in the poetry scene. Um, and I found that like I, the most, I was having the most fun at the readings when I was making people laugh. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but poetry, poetry reading crowds are uh, the easiest audience ever to make laugh because their <laughs> expectations are so low <laughs> for the amount of fun they're going to have over no the course one, of the that's night. That's why I don't go to poetry readings. <laughs> right, exactly. And so, but I mean, I, I mean and, like, and like a good poetry reading can be like transcendent, but I wasn't going for transcendence. I was going for cheap laughs constantly. 
Uh, and eventually someone came up to me after I did, uh, it was like my going away reading before I was uh, leaving for Argentina, where I was for a little while. Um, I'm, I say that like it wasn't study abroad, it was study abroad. But anyway, <laughs> um, and, and someone came up to me after this reading that I had written like the night before, I'd written a whole bunch of new stuff the night before, um, and they were just like, that was just poetry stand-up comedy. And, uh, and from that moment, I was like, yeah, I should probably just do this thing instead. So it's the difference is it doesn't have to rhyme, I suppose. Oh, I, I, never, I, didn't, or, I haven't know, rhymed have in my life. They prefer you didn't rhyme really in most poetry. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's pretty frowned upon. It doesn't rhyme at all anymore, right? That was no. Like, that's going I back. mean, it's, it's sort of uh, tied to the, the, the notion that, or like the fact that like um, it's not as, as fashionable to, be, to invert right. diction the way like, like you could in Latin and like Milton would in English. Um, and so the time has passed right and so so now you just sound like a pompous jerk when you right. invert diction and so but that that has a lot to do with your ability to, to rhyme to force a rhyme to happen so, so you went from Allen Ginsberg to Woody Allen right what you oh, very nice but like sure. five minutes ago yeah, yeah. kept it in my head <laughs> yeah. so what what sort of comedy do you do I mean do you are you is that what you want to do Oh no! I'm, I'll probably I'm, I'm probably gonna fun. I'm basically gonna chase um, tenure as a fiction writing teacher, um, but that's gonna take forever. Um, but but this is the the comedy stuff is just really really you're, fun. You're teaching writing now, right? You teach at some place called the Louisiana School. Oh for no, the that's that's where I went. To, that's where I went to high school. I I did oh, I did like workshops or anything. Teaching there on the, some sort of bio of yours they gave me here. Uh, I mean, yeah. I was a I, no, I've, I've done I've done te- like arts on. education um, oh, type stuff, uh, but mostly like elementary school. Um, but no, I just work at a bookstore. Sorry. You work at Maple Street Books? I do. Oh, very cool. Mm-hmm. It's a noble profession. <laughs> <laughs> the printed word. Yeah, right. Did they let you off work today to come do this? Or what? Yeah, they did, actually. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have taken What's the day nice off anyway because it's my birthday. It's but, um, Today's oh my your birthday. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Michaela, can I you play Happy Birthday? I wish I knew it all. I, uh, I, knew it. I know Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Wow, how <laughs> exciting. I cannot believe you've come down here on your birthday. I did. Well, Michael, this is great news. I'd, I'd be drinking either way. So. Funny that I asked you. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be drinking. I asked you what your star sign was, too. How weird. Mm-hmm. We didn't figure it out because we don't know anything about astrology. No, I wouldn't. Michaela, you know anything about astrology? I know that I'm a cancer. Cancer? Uh, I disagree. You seem like a lovely girl. Yeah, it's great. Is that the crab one? Yeah, it's like, yeah, I've, um, (laughs) yeah, crabs and cancer. It's great. It's the goat. But no, my my mom and my grandma were both cancers, so my grandma just makes it known every single time we're all together that we're all cancer girls. Cancer. Mm -hmm. Cancer's got such sort of a bad rap yeah. as a name, no, doesn't it? Oh, I oh. mean, as the name as Cancer. As a name. Why, yeah. Why, why well, cancer disease? plus crabs. I don't know. Why did the <laughs> <Why did laughs> disease <laughs> to be called Cancer? <laughs> what? I'm sorry? Why did you English... Okay, cancer's a, a dick. bad way to go that down. That kind of cancer. <laughs> why? Yeah, why is... Cancer is cancer not you. Crabs. You're not a dick. I'm, I don't, <laughs> why I'm is the word... Can, why is the disease called Cancer? I don't know. Do you know? I know. I have no clue. No, that's not a trick. No. I know canker is a plant disease from way back. Yeah. Canker. Yeah. I thought that was something that dogs. Canker sores. Labradors in their eyes. Well, why is the venereal disease called crabs? Because they're like tiny little crabs. Yeah. I'm assuming. I've never had them. (laughs) I mean, haven't you looked at yours up close before? (laughs) Because I sure have. (laughs) Oh, that wasn't funny. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny because it's true. It's not in the kind of way we're allowed to laugh. Yeah. Right. Wait, I'm sorry. What, we don't there? know. Like I said, we don't know why cancer. No, we have no. established. So I think you would know. It has something to do with the Latin root being, um, like you were saying, canker to to eat at the bottom of to like be nasty. Oh. It's oh, really? like something like a bottom feeder was where the term comes from. I think that's what crabs were considered because they would eat off dead bodies that washed up on shore and stuff. So they were considered like parasites. Like, they didn't know what parasites were back then. That was you either version. just unlocked the secret to the universe or completely bullshitted us all into a little bit of both. <laughs> well, <laughs> I enjoy my zodiac sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine's a goat. You're so. a goat, which is what sign is that? Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so uh, smart girl. Yes. <laughs> 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 Who did you meet? Who did I on meet? On Match.com. Oh yeah. my! Oh my! And how does it, how does it work? Have any of you guys been on Match.com? No, I no. did OkCupid. No. Okay. It was, uh, you did what? OkCupid, which is the free Match.com. That's the young people. It's free, so yeah, it's definitely nice. Well, it's it's the new it's the new forum to meet people. It's pretty much one of the only reliable ways these days, and it's kind of sad. I mean, like I met my current girlfriend on Facebook. I'm not really proud to advertise you that. You met her on, but Facebook. via she Facebook. She was someone you didn't in, know. Well, uh, the full story is, I saw a picture and was like, okay, well, that girl looks attractive. And then I just uh, glanced her to Facebook. So I'm a total stalker, and I saw she had a Sylvia Plath quote. Oh. It was like very cool. So I shared my favorite Sylvia Plath quote with her. What is your What's favorite <laughs> Sylvia Plath quote? Uh, it's, um, the comets have such a space to cross, such emptiness, such loneliness, so your gestures flake off. 
It's from uh, some French. What do you think, Michaela? The name of the poem. I'm Would glad. It? I'm glad I brought you all up. <laughs> <laughs> we just caught five <laughs> people down. Okay, and um, where did she live? Close to you geographically? Actually, yes. Ironically enough, but I did not know her address because Facebook does not advertise. No, but stuff. she could I have mean, been. I hunted. Thank God. Don't even know. I just, I just told her. I gave her that quote. Randomly shared that quote. She was a friend of a friend, and uh, she messaged me back and was right away. Because she was also a big loser sitting on Facebook. Mm. And it was like a Wednesday night. Don't judge me. And uh, yeah, so it worked out. I mean, But that's the thing. I how wasn't... Long, how long ago was this? This was... I think we've been going out like six months. Someone said like seven months ago. Okay. Yeah. Pretty nice. Hope I'm not wrong. <laughs> well, like, yeah, you got to get that cool. right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... <laughs> right, no, exactly. <laughs> so, smart girl, where did we get to? Come here. Um, uh, okay, so <laughs> what happened to me on, on Match? What? I've been on it a couple of different times. I've had a couple of long relationships. One was seven years, oh and wow. then I've oh. had uh, I got seven. engaged. I got engaged to that person. Se- then you met that person. <coughs> Oop, go ahead. Go on, Michael. You met that person on Match.com. I did. It's wow. a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. <laughs> I really want to hear he, it. He wrote to me, and he his screen name was. He'll never hear this. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> his, his screen name was Busy Guy Br. So I read his profile, and it was pretty boring. He hadn't written very much. Sounds like yeah, I'm just from the name. So no he, asked, he said, your profile's fabulous. Write to me if you're interested in mine. So I read his, and I said, I don't know if I'm interested or not, because you didn't say very much. So he and we never spoke again, and he lived in Baton Rouge. That was not of any interest to me. And then I got a big job to do a house in Baton Rouge, and I went to Baton Rouge for the day. And when I got home, I wrote to Busy Guy BR, who did not have a picture, by the way, and neither did I. I wrote to Busy Guy BR and said, guess where I was today? I was in Baton Rouge. I forgot how pretty it is there. So then we started writing to each other, and we fell head over heels in love without ever seeing a picture. Whoa. We just wrote like ah. crazy. And then finally we decided to share a picture. And he said, I don't know how to upload a picture onto Match. Can you give me your regular email address so I can send it that way? So I said, sure. So I went about my day. Oh, you must have been freaking out <laughs> by now. <right>? Went about <laughs> my day, raised her. Well, I knew that I looked like I actually said I looked, but most people lie. So I wasn't nervous. What did he tell you that he called catfishing? Well, he told me he was honest, actually, about what he looked like, but usually they lie. So anyway, I went about my day, they. and I came home. <laughs> they, you men. men. <laughs> so I went about my day, and I raced home to see what... I knew his name was Neil at this point. I'm not going to say any more, because he Wait could up. listen to this. And, okay. and his social <laughs> security I went, number. I raced home. To see what Neil, the picture that Neil had sent. And I opened it. Well, I saw what his full name was. Okay. And I went, holy shit, I know him. Oh! <laughs> Is it the house oh that you God, did? Oh, my God, one of these stories. Uh, holy shit. <laughs> so I opened it up, and I knew him really well in college and loved him. Dated what? his roommate. Wow. Because, oh because his roommate God. was like a, a, a crappier version of him, right? Is his that roommate was sort of more of a stud muffin, actually. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. But, but he you filled out. But I was stupid. I was in ni- I was eighteen. And I was a freshman yeah. in college. So anyway, then uh, I wrote to him girls. and I was like, "You're not going to believe who I am," and the rest is history. But anyway, That's we don't go out insane. anymore. So that was a Match.com story, and I always thought they should use us for. I was just going to say that exact for same a testimonial. Thing. But it didn't work out, so mm. I don't know what yeah, a good time to be. That would be awkward to contact you now. But <laughs> seven years, though. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's well, that's what's the definition of not working out? Seven years is pretty good. It's a pretty long time, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Actually, it didn't work out in that we're not together anymore. Well, yeah. now, you don't have to confirm or deny this, but it was something <laughs> that uh, I had come across recently in research uh, for something crack related. And, um, crack related? Did you crack related? <laughs> crack. at the end, okay. not, not right. related. Thank She's you. my crack dealer. Um, yeah, but anyway, uh, don't confirm or deny. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I had read recently that women are on birth control. The problem is uh, with a lot of American marriages and the whole divorce rate in America being so high is because birth control uh, changes your brain chemistry as a woman, tells your body you are pregnant. Now, a woman's brain chemistry when she's pregnant is specifically designed to make her want to be around familial people, people who will protect her, brothers, fathers, all of that. So when she meets a man while she's on birth control, she actually is attracted to him in a brotherly sort of way. And then they get engaged, they get married, she gets off the birth control because they want to have kids, and then suddenly realizes, oh my god, I hate you as a lover, significant other. Holy Let's shit. Let's get divorced. <laughs> it's a big deal, and you know people don't want to stop having sex. That sounds like uh, a, so not how it goes. <laughs> that sounds like a gross oversimplification. <laughs> 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 it still made a little too much sense to like you know not uh, at least mention here you yeah. strangers. <laughs> where where <laughs> did you where did you read this exactly? Uh, it was some scientific uh, journals 
they was reporting the findings of a study that they had done recently. It was a link from a link. I mean, it was a, it was a legitimate website. It was like the Phoenix uh, University or whatever. Not Phoenix. <laughs> Philadelphia. <laughs> that's that's a oh, yes. Sure. The, so, the famous for-profit education. I just saw someone leave yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Phoenix. <laughs> I will look up the link right now and you won't see your point. <laughs> okay, look at, that's a pretty interesting theory because right. it would explain uh, why the, we have a 50% divorce rate or right. higher than that. 60 is what they're 60% now. 60. Yeah. Is it oh, really? I thought it had gone down. Well, there you go. We didn't even know that. The unemployment rate trying to down, figure so out the secret. That, that might help. But uh, so birth control Casa is where the whole come to die. Yeah. I mean, no, I, think it's, <laughs> I think it's I think it's good in moderation, just like any. Well, any other thing. than when I was pregnant with the two kids that I have, I've been on birth control continuously since from age seventeen to fifty three. Okay, so, but what, I don't want to pry, <laughs> but when you got engaged, like, oh, did you... Was, was I on birth control? Yes. Where you got off of birth, birth control? No, I never got okay, off. Okay, so that doesn't, yeah, yeah. doesn't help. So that wasn't the explanation for the end of the seven-year relationship to Neil, <laughs> no. who you went to college with? No, and I poor Neil. I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I draw the line. Yeah, <laughs> right. To point out that was the plot from You've Got Mail, and I'm pretty sure you're lying. Or if you're not <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It was, it was a very cute I story. did not think I was going to come here and talk about what college? <laughs> <laughs> what college did you and Neil go? What what, uh, what uh, LSU freshman okay. year and then I left and never saw him again. Where did you go? Oh, I went so to Tulane. Thought. I transferred and went to and Tulane. And he stayed in Baton And he Rouge. stayed and I never heard his name and again. Never saw him. And then here yeah. we were. Did he get married and have kids like you did? He did. He got married much later than I did. He had little kids when he and I were dating. My kids are older. How old? Just curious. My daughter is a senior in college. You look amazing for having a kid that age. <laughs> well, thank just you. to be honest. She's 22. I have a girlfriend and have no reason to say that or I'll kill your motive. <laughs> Smart girl? Though? She's 22. <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> and my, my son is 17. Okay, cool. Good to know. And, what's, and she's finishing at Brown, I She's believe. finishing oh, at wow. Brown, and she wants to be a writer. She, wants to, she is a writer. So she's a smart girl. She's a, she is a smart girl, and she wants to be a food writer. And she's okay, been cool. writing since cool. she was in, in high school. And, uh, Michaela she, knows a bit about food, actually. She, she's, uh-huh. you know, she's, and she's graduating, like I said, in May. She's coming home. She wants to be a food writer. It's and smart. It's why do movie criticism. I get to see movies for free all yeah. the time. I have like fifty dollars in Palace gift cards right now, just from all the people that send them to me. And, Can uh, she find work? Please tell me. Uh, in food, I don't know. Movies, uh-huh. if you want to go see free movies, yeah. well, if you can live on that. I think that the, the the writing economy is such that right now you pretty much have to do it for free on the internet until you get a lot of people's attention, and mm-hmm. then exactly. you can do it on a mm-hmm. national scale. But there's like doing it on a local scale seems pretty tough. I mean, you, you can work for peanuts, like I said, like uh, cracked. They'll pay anybody fifty mm-hmm. bucks for an article. They'll also pay me fifty dollars to edit the article. It's not very fair. But then again, fifty dollars isn't really a, a sum of money, like a real right. increment of money to begin no, with. No, because so. other than your electricity bill, right, right, <laughs> <It> doesn't <laughs> do that doesn't cover the whole thing, people. Let's be right. clear. That's about sixty percent of it. Maybe. I've had a fifty percent electricity, fifty percent, fifty dollar electricity bill. Don't you brag about it? Oh, yeah, I, I'm gonna do it right now. It was great. <laughs> what are you Amish? Um, <laughs> I know, but I. Was uh, I slept a lot? With <laughs> <laughs> the, the air conditioning turned off. Yeah, right. so, um, in the winter, under d- under. Joel, covers. who are you writing movie uh, reviews for exactly? Oh, what's your website? It's, I do it under uh, anonymous names uh, because I don't want to ruin my career. What's the, name of the, in the What's the name of the website? Uh, it's just a bunch of different websites. The websites that I do it for, I've been doing it for years since I was like seventeen. And there's a bunch of websites that you can just sign up to uh, have them give you like uh, free passes screener passes to movies uh, sign up like on the critic they'll put you on the critics list for like AMC Paramount all those, all those people they'll send out screeners and uh, so it's basically why I do it so and you every get once the, in a while you get, get a DVD of, the new, of new movies I get the out? screener pass go see it before it comes oh, out the like the Wednesday before the do Thursday you get to before. bring this girlfriend sometimes well, it's always a, a, a two person pass so sometimes they'll give me two two person passes depending mm-hmm. on what it is if it's a Thursday they'll make up for it because they know I have to get there early to go see it so uh, you can't use your real name because you want to be a screenwriter in Hollywood right exactly so you don't want so everyone to know right and I'm not what a, do you I'm think's going to happen if people find out that you're intelligent and you have, you know, insightful He's a comments smart boy. about? Me. <laughs> <laughs> like why it's, do you think that's going to work against you in Hollywood? I mean, it's, it's almost that, a I mean, there's a lot of people 
that take the artistic process personally. You know, it's hard to give money honest feedback and critique unless they're already an established artist or they have thick skin and they. Yeah, but they really are. They've got a film that's right. at the AMC Cinema in Elmwood, and you're uh, you're reviewing exactly. it. Exactly. You're you, absolutely you, right, and it still you offends them. They well, who are you scared of? Me on Twitter, and I don't really? Is me that on right? <laughs> smart, yeah. smart boy doesn't like my movie. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, I mean, uh, 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 there's a comedian Aziz Ansari who famously has this bit about how he has a Google alert for every time someone says his name on the internet, exactly. and then he'll. Oh, go mm-hmm. so he like because he's and i love he's, Aziz. yeah me, he's but, great and but he's like you know he's super super famous and super petty and he will he will <laughs> read and he will remember your name you know he'd like me then if he actually knew my real name <laughs> i review all this stuff so what uh, screenplay are you working on now uh right now none uh there's a couple of ideas that i had pitched to the sci-fi channels they have a bunch of different production teams that do their little straight to sci-fi movies mm-hmm. i had a really fun idea called Red Rapture that was like the first act was zombies the second act was demons the third act was aliens and uh, yeah it's got something for everyone right exactly <laughs> how could they say no to that uh, well they haven't technically said no yet they've said that's nothing. the Hollywood way so <laughs> yeah. nobody ever says no to you the last time I got any money for a screenplay I heard back from it I think it was like 16 weeks <laughs> before I heard anything back uh-huh. and uh, yeah so um, Michaela what are you intending to do with your music to get it out in the world uh, right now I uh I'm playing at a couple places. I just played. Um, I don't know. Can I mention? You can say anything. Places? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, last night I was at Neutral Ground, which is just a coffee shop uptown, but it's really, really cool. It's just it opens at I think at 7 p.m. and is open till midnight or so. Um, that was really cool. I played at uh, Fulton on Tap, which used to be 12 Bar down on Fulton in the in the warehouse district, and a couple other places. Um, so I'm working right now. I just took. Uh, photos for the album the album covers and everything so i'm working on getting it replicated and everything like that but then i'll physical copies to actually give out to venues and everything so it'll be a little easier is this the ep that you recorded yeah i I released it in december and that's the one i recorded in madison actually the one the one that i just played i recorded that on the ep that one is recorded in my friend's apartment in Madison, cool. like forty hours so. of freedom, sublime. So what's now, the master plan to get it out into the world? Well, right now, I mean, my thought about moving here is I was just going to take a year to just kind of write and get inspired, which is happening Great and it's amazing. It. Yeah, it's the perfect city for it. But so I go and I busk in the quarter a lot because I'm at WWOZ every week. I volunteer there, which is amazing because I get it's to a meet cool a, little place. Huh? Oh, it's fantastic! Everyone have to everyone, drive through Armstrong so nice. Park to get to it. Well, my car broke down a couple of weeks ago. Her motor died. I had her for seven years. Her name was Jasmine. Rest She's in wonderful. peace, Jasmine. I actually so wrote a song about her. But anyway, uh, ir- 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 irrelevant. How are you getting um, around now? Bus, bike, oh. streetcar, you know. Oh, God, biking biking is fine down here. I mean, it's, right. it's besides, you know, seven-inch potholes yeah. that you just <sighs> so happen to run into every so often. And I, it actually terrifies, not, not the danger really of it. Uh, well, yes, but at night mm-hmm. it's hard to bike because you can't see the potholes in front of you. So I was actually like shaking on my way home from the oh, show man. yesterday because it was uptown where they didn't redo all the roads for the Super Bowl <laughs> and everything. <laughs> So I I had my ukulele on it, and I was just mo- most concerned for my ukulele because I was like, if I hit a pothole and fall, and then you know when you, when you get those thoughts in your mind, they just like keep going. And so I was like, okay, I'll fall. I'll like, not, I, hurting myself will be fine because it's like five inches off the ground. But I'll get my bicycle. ukulele strap tangled around my neck, and then I'll choke, <laughs> and then. I, Bring my ukulele, morning. and then I won't have a ukulele. I feel like I want to be your mother and tell you to call <laughs> me, and I'll come pick you up. <laughs> like I always tell my son, <laughs> "Don't get in a drunk driver's car. Call me, I'll pick you up. You should call me too." All right, just don't <laughs> bike in the dark in New yeah. Orleans. Maybe do we not should bike get in the like dark a kickstart. Yeah. Right. Well, do you have a light on this your bike? So you oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I have, I have a couple of them actually. It's fine, and I, I would never bike anywhere too far away where I actually would feel unsafe. I was mostly just worried about my instrument yesterday. What about the super cool backpacks? Carry your guitar or something. Well, no, I, I got a case for it. I put it around my my shoulder, but that kind of is yeah. cautiously, you know. Right. Well, sure, it's still hard to avoid. So yeah, yeah. Let's That's talk after nice. this. <laughs> yeah. See, hey. now you know why you moved to New Orleans. Women you never met before offered to pick right. you up late right. at night. Very maternal. Great. Very maternal. Provided Michaela, what about playing us another song? Sure, I can okay. uh, do another one on the ukulele, or we can. No, let's yeah, let's have played on the ukulele. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the not the other cute. No, well, we can. I was curious. Oh, the end, maybe. Okay. All right. What's the retail of one of those? This one. Well, so since my mom lives in West Virginia now, she got this for me for Christmas because when I, I studied abroad in Africa, I couldn't bring my guitar because it was too big. It would count as one of my two bags, and I couldn't do that <laughs> yeah. for a semester. 
Um, so this actually I fit inside my in my luggage, and then later realized that it because I have such small hands, it works much better for me than guitar anyway. Mm. So Super I'll, I'll cool. stick with it. So you studied abroad in Africa, and mm-hmm. Michael studied abroad in Argentina. Mm-hmm. John, did you study abroad anywhere? I was supposed to go to England with uh, Albright. Do you know Albright? Uh, Madeline. Yeah, <laughs> Madeline Albright. <laughs> the uh, organization that sends uh, English majors Fulbright? abroad. Fulbright. To, to Fulbright. Yeah. Fulbright. I'm sorry. Yeah. That's probably it's why you didn't nine. get it. I'm 29 <laughs> years old. I look 29. I, was, I think it was 19 when I got off yeah, of yeah. that. So 20. Yeah, so totally. Wow. Sorry. Uh, Fulbright. So you, but you didn't go to the, the right to the Fulbright. I, I didn't do it. I had a the serious girlfriend at the time. We were engaged, and it was totally oh, going to work oh, out. Fuck. I know. Yeah. It's yeah. Stupid. That was before that Facebook. Is tragic. Mm. I'm <laughs> sorry, guys. Sean, did you study What's abroad? I did not study abroad. I went to Baton Rouge for a year. Mm, oh, that you just went to one, <laughs> you went to one year of college. <laughs> no, no, no. I went to Tulane afterwards. But oh, that's that right. Was, yeah, yeah, That was my big abroad. Right. I oh, went yeah. to Denmark Baton when I was Rouge. two. Forgot about that. That wasn't that really was study cool. abroad, though. That was, uh, was pretty, I learned some stuff. A studious two-year-old. That was just learned a, a lot. Just tourism. So wait, seriously? <laughs> you turned down a Fulbright scholarship? It was... Uh, <laughs> it was like a partial grant or whatever, I guess is what they're uh-huh. called. Not scholarship grants or whatever, but... Uh, I had to apply for it. It wasn't that I had gotten it and turned it down. I'm sorry. I'll be clear. I had to really get in with one of the ladies. It was after uh, I did the, um, I don't know if you saw that on your little rundown of me. I had written a story about Katrina right after Katrina a couple years later, and uh, they had published this anthology, Life in the Wake. And my story actually made it as the uh, opening in the anthology and got, like, an excerpt on the cover of the Times picking you in something section. My grandmother was super proud. But uh I bet your mom was too. So this is a right. serious right. <coughs> story it was, it about was cool. Katrina. It was cool. But uh anyway after that um I had had someone approach me saying that, you know, you if you want to go back, because I was actually out of school, I have still had to finish my English major at UNO. They're like, if you want to go do your last year in, like, England or someplace really easy, it'd be cool to just, just turn in something. England is really easy for literature. <laughs> right, right. But it would be is people it? who moved to England from other parts of Europe who needed to learn English and be an American teaching them, which I thought was hilarious. Mm-hmm. But, uh... I ended up not applying for it because I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to leave her. We had just moved right. into a new place. It was a condo. How was she going to pay rent without me? All that stuff. And it's where a was brutal it? situation. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it seems like bullshit in retrospect. But at the time... No, no, no. no, no. I'm not being right sarcastic. Right. I'm, I'm going through that. Sort I don't know, right Maya. Yeah. You're, you're going through that right now? <laughs> yeah. Well, Joel can help you then. Yeah. <laughs> What's your situation? Right? I know, I'm, just, I'm, to I'm me. about <laughs> to go take a fellowship in, in the Midwest. And oh, we're in the Midwest. Where? In Iowa City. Oh, very cool. Yeah. This do is do the it. thing we're talking about, the Iowa Writers mm-hmm. Workshop, which is a very prestigious thing to be invited to, to, to go to. Yeah, that's a serious program. It's a good program, yeah. Yeah, so how long is this fellowship for? Uh, the fellowship's a year, and then I'll pick up my MFA uh, after in the, in the year after that. But rather than be on fellowship, I'll be teaching. Wow, that's so congratulations. That's a pretty serious situation. So your girlfriend's not going to go with you? Uh, it doesn't look like it. Why not? Uh, because we haven't been dating for super long. Um, it's and hard to. It's hard to move your yeah, life for someone. Exactly. And, and, and that's always been sort of my, my MO is like, don't make any major life decisions based on a relationship. At least not. What is life exactly I about? I would suggest. Mm-hmm. No, right. because, because like I, it's just like a sort of a recipe. I, I, I think sort of a recipe for, for resentment and like... It, you're right. It's a res- recipe for resentment and uh, a wish. Well, especially because now. it's Iowa. Right. And, it, and it's, it's not like New York woo! City where right. she can find stuff. Exactly. Right. And, and, and my, the, my thinking is just that, like, I'm not jumping off a cliff. I'm just going away for two years. And so mm. I think I would much rather pick it up two years later if that's going to be what is going to happen, which I would be thrilled about, than to... Um, than to like sort of run it into the ground with all this What's external pressure. I was just curious. What's that? What What is your your day writing gig now? He was saying. Oh no, I just work <laughs> at a, I work at a bookstore. And oh, okay, that's yeah. right. That's right. I'm sorry. We established you were a bookstore. Yeah, clerk, yeah, yeah. Uh, Which is I think an open profession. Yeah. I thought he said he wrote for a magazine though. Um, oh, no, I, I'm an editor for this magazine called Ono Ono Books, but that okay. is yeah, 100%. Like I'm an AV guy and an editor for exactly the Internet, right now. Exactly. Totally. How long have you been dating for? Uh, three months. Three months. Yeah. Oh, okay. A yeah. Baby well, that's not. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a bit <laughs> hard to. But it's. Uh, it feels. It feels like right. a much longer time. No, it, it, yeah, it's it's going really really well. Hmm. Oh, she's yeah. gonna love this show. <laughs> <laughs> What's your cute Neil nickname for? Yeah. Neil won't. We'll, we'll <laughs> <laughs> okay, Paul Michaela, we've got her sitting there holding it. <laughs> oh, yeah, waiting for. Cued up. That's cool. She's mm-hmm. professional. Um, okay, so, so this one. This one? It's called Cause and Effect. Um, actually, all the songs on my AP, there's four of them. Um, and they're all kind of recorded in a style that 
sounds different. I know a lot of people write, record EPs to be completely cohesive, and it makes sense. And mine is in a certain way. It's for, I guess, another conversation. Um, but this one, I mean, Just Another Day, which is on piano, is kind of has a lot of strings, a lot of drums, bass, uh, piano, all that. This, this song is just ukulele. My friend came in and played djembe, and then there's a violin on it. And I think it's really neat because this one was kind of recorded so that you feel like you're in the same place. You're in a tiny room with me, and there's just a drum player and, and a ukulele and singer. Intimate. Uh, like so kind of like this. <laughs> so right. it's called uh, Cause and Effect. It's a lot of different things. I certainly can apply that to myself. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, yeah, but a lot of people that I grew up with and that I met and that I saw, it just it's, it's a song that I think really applies to a lot of people. For anyone who, I mean, I have a huge procrastination problem, and I will <laughs> completely admit that. Uh, me too. Um, really but, yeah, mind. no, I mean, if you say, I mean, that that song's lyrics and then if you just say oh do you procrastinate i'm sure you know a lot of people will be like yep yeah. but that song's a little more serious where it's like <clears throat> you know you can't keep doing the same thing and think that things will just change Very you true. you can't it just won't happen in all good art i think you should be able to take it's like your point of view reflected how you see the world and other people can say yeah i see it like that too yeah. that's what you've made a really good piece of art is when people could say that you know yeah i feel that way too Good job, yeah. I like it. <laughs> Michael, you're going to make a big change. You're leaving New Orleans to go live in Iowa. Yep. We decided that? <laughs> For my you, first winter of all. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely happening. When do you go? Um, I'm going up August 1st, it looks like. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, um, 
there'll be an empty apartment because it's hard to find a good empty apartment now. Oh, and if anyone's listening. <laughs> in Iowa? I don't know. No, here. You're leaving. Oh, oh. What part uh, of the city do you live in now? No, I actually, I actually, because I'm from here, I have moved in with my mom to save money for uh, the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Highly undignified, but highly lucrative. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Quite common in this economy. Yeah, totally. I'm lucky enough totally. to be able to barely afford where I live. Yeah. So right you, now. but you guys, you guys are all from here. Michaela's not from uh-huh. here, but, but the three yeah, of I'm you are yeah. all from Born here. and raised. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love, hate it. Sometimes. Love it like a child. <laughs> During Mardi Gras, it's kind of like a drunk zombie apocalypse. You, know, you got to ration everything, get it inside, bar your door. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be a happy <laughs> living. Are you going to you're going to try and stay in Iowa? F- I mean, there so for a year. I'll definitely I'll definitely be there for two years two to do my years. MFA. Yeah, um, and then who knows after that? But at, right. at that point, I'll probably be chasing. I'll just be going to like just college town after college town taking the sh- just shitty shitty jobs that that are available <laughs> um that's well, the that definition of a shitty job in an english department uh basically it's no benefits um paid by the class uh and not tenure track um you get paid by the class you just get paid to show up and teach a class in english yeah uh it's that's how we attract professors you gotta pay you no, no 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 that's you how that's dues, that's man. how i mean and and there's a i don't at, at LSU, in, in my experience, especially um, like over the past, I think, decade, they've been sort of um, hiring more and more adjunct, adjunct instructors and fewer and fewer professors. So, so right. adjuncts are just have a huge, huge amount of the course load uh, and no benefits. Like anything besides the college level is a completely different kind of job. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love working with college kids, like in workshops and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then, you know. You go anything lower than that, you know, it's a, uh, yeah. yeah, it's a racket. Yeah. And Joel, we can get to see your stuff on the web somewhere. Where do we get to see this? Uh, YouTube mainly. Super. Because, uh, yeah, I just, I just made a new channel. My, my friend's old channels where I used to post everything, Caucasian, a guy named Stanley Wong. Uh, he was in 21 Jump Street, the film oh. down here. It was actually, uh, it was a little bit of positive racism that got him the role. He was the only funny Asian in New Orleans when they were casting. <laughs> and uh, literally the only one who showed up. For the edition, not just saying that. <laughs> uh, and so, and he got to be in that. And it was really cool. And now he moved to L.A. to you know ride that coattail. The and only funny Asian in New Orleans. That's right. A, quite gone. A, that's quite gone an accolade. Nice. Now there's so, no funny Asians right. in New Orleans. Exactly. It's kind of sad. I'm a little upset about it. But uh, we'll deal. You know, <laughs> that's just another spot that needs filling. But uh, so now I made my own channel, which is just under my name, uh, Joel Farrelly. Uh, F-A-R-R-E-L-O-Y on YouTube and I have like four videos up right now but uh, we're in the process of each video takes about like six weeks to actually write produce like get out there find the actors and make a set because I have no money you know we're going at this all guerrilla style right you know I need a Kickstarter are you going to do that? Uh, yeah I've been uh, I know like once an avenue has really been defined and everybody knows like this is where you go to get stuff it's really not as viable so sort of just flying by the seat of my pants right now as a writer uh broke dreamer and uh <laughs> and so yeah i'm hoping that somebody just you know sees the funny and likes it enough it resonates enough with them to you know pay joel farrelly on youtube yes sir we have a link to it on our site as well and oh, sean you have a store an actual real business on magazine street well i don't have a store anymore i don't have store hours but i have a studio <laughs> and magazine and okay. i'm an interior designer and you can call me and I'll come do your house. Cool. Good to know. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I'm you good. rap game takes off. I'm good mm-hmm. and funky and fun. Anyone who's listening, can we have a link to your, to your store on our site? I'm not your store, your um, studio. My, my, my website is seanobrieninteriors.com. And that's spelled S H A W N. S H A W N. No, that is a guy's name. You've got a website. I don't have a You've got a website. Just to be clear, that Sean is a guy's name. I'm definitely not a boy. Definitely not. Totally not a boy. I can confirm that. Uh, okay, girl. and Michaela, we can find you. We have a link to your stuff yeah. on our site as well. Yep, uh, you can find me on Facebook. M-I-K-A-Y-L-A. That's exactly right. M-I-K-A-Y-L-A dot bandcamp dot com. You can download my EP for free uh, or noisetrade.com slash Michaela Music or just facebook.com slash Michaela Music. Okay, and that's been Happy Hour All right. for today awesome. here from Casa Borrega. My guests sitting around the table here have been Sean O'Brien, Michael Glaviano, Joel Farrelly, and Michaela. Just one name. You're going with a just one name like Cher. I'm doing it. I'm doing Madonna. it. Like, okay. Is it your real name, by the way? What? It is your real name. Oh, yeah. That's well. my real name. Our show today was produced by Graham DuPonte, Melinda Hawes, Trish Kaufman, and Anoush Karun. Our associate producer and technical director is Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director. And our link to the real world and web designer is Dr. Cliff Brigden. 
Mitch Foreman played the theme song and has, uh, wrote the theme song, I should say, and is currently playing it. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to you in part by the PreSonus Audio Electronics people. PreSonus makes some of the best audio recording and live sound products around, including Studio One music production software, Studio Live digital mixing consoles, Eris studio monitors, and much more. You can visit PreSonus.com for more information about all that. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about an hour, drop us a line. Our address is on our website, it's newwoman's.com, where you can check out our other happy hours. There's many others for to listen to. As well as Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic. True to the Game with Chris True and Tammy Nelson. Win-win, our show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community. And Midnight Menu Plus One with Margot Moss and the man who ate New Orleans, Ray Canada. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and all the other things that you can do as well or on our website. If you listen to this on iTunes or Stitcher, thanks for subscribing. Take a moment to rate and review us if you like. That will help other people find us. We're live at Casa Borrega today as we are most days on Happy Hour. If you have a moment... And let's face it, you do. Go to <laughs> Facebook and like Casa Borrega, C-A-S-A-B-O-R-R-E-G-A. That would help Hugo Montero, who owns the joint. He's going to be open in a couple of weeks, and you will not be disappointed by Facebook keeping up with us. Isn't it a beautiful place, everybody? It's, it's, awesome. it's amazing. So nice. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Andrew Duhon, who's not here today, he's in Lafayette, pushing his new record called The Moorings. Mitch Foreman on piano. Everyone around here at the table and back at INO Broadcasting. I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you back here next time on Happy Hour. <laughs>